I just got to plug a couple things before we get started here on this week's episode. We got merch now. Yeah, you heard that right. We got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops if you're into that whole muscular kind of gym vibe like our good friend Angel. Uh, We got mugs and cups and everything you could really imagine. So head down to the description down below. Find the little link that says merch store. Check it out. And uh, support us if, if, if you feel so inclined and you want to rock the Gastel Traveling merch. I know I will. Also, another thing is we started the official Gastral Vibes playlist. Uh, me and the boys got together and we decided, hmm, we want a way to share the music in another way. So we made an official Spotify playlist where we take a few of our favorite songs from each episode and just kind of make something where we can vibe, you know. We'll have another link for that in the description. Uh, if you can go follow that and uh, support that and like it and do whatever, if you have a Spotify account, that would be so awesome, and I would appreciate that very much. One last thing: if you are enjoying this episode, uh, tell us about it. You know, go to your go to the podcasting app that you're using currently right now. Leave us leave us a five star rating. I wouldn't be upset. You know, uh, just uh, tell us how we're doing. And that's it. That's enough of me talking. Uh, Let's get into this week's episode. It's a great episode. And I will see you on the other side of this intro. Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good-ass food, listening to good-ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics. Fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your host, Nelson motherfucking Conrad. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. What do you say about my face? <laughs> I didn't say anything about your face. I said that maybe he likes you for your personality and not... Your face. You said he only likes you. I got a great both. My both of my 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 face and my personality is great. What? Well, he responded to that with, "It's because I'm so handsome." It's I'm very like as we can see, I'm very handsome. Well, doesn't he have more to him than just his looks? Right, Nelson. Welcome to the show. This is Gastro Traveling. (laughs) Uh, Come to you live from uh, the studio. It's it's a studio in space. Uh, I am here with this week's guest. Hi. Introduce yourself, this week's guest. What? Who okay. are you? What the? Wh- who are you? I'm a widower. I'm sad to say. Uh, this is Rob's wife. Uh, <laughs> My name is Jordan. They were married when Rob was alive. Uh, so that was little Robbie Vince. I guess you're Jordan Vince. Little, little Jordan Vince. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound terrible. Uh, so, yeah, what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. Tell me a little bit about you. What, what? What, I know who you are, but the audience doesn't know who you okay. are. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I, I teach. I love my job. And just because I teach doesn't mean I can't have opinions and things that you might not agree with. We're just talking about music. It's not. Well, you said introduce it ain't, it ain't myself. That serious. You said introduce myself. Yeah, I but you said you said it. Teacher. You said, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a teacher here, so we know. 
just just so everybody's clear, which is a teacher, right? <laughs> that doesn't All mean right. anything. I mean, it means a lot. It means but a it lot. Doesn't. There's a lot of implications. But what? <laughs> I'm feeling offended. Okay. I need ibuprofen. <laughs> I do. Well, if you have a headache, it's going to be an issue because of what album we're talking about this week. Yes. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. 1970s when it came out. And I want to I admit something before we talk about the music. Instead of doing any research, I uh, I might have watched a couple episodes of The Osbournes instead of doing any research. <laughs> no, you didn't. I didn't do any research at all. You're so full of I it. Just, I just watched. It was Ozzy Osbourne's a great father. I used to watch I used to watch their show all the time. What do you think about it? What do you think about their family? Eesh. They're great. Uh, no comment. Ozzy Osbourne's a great dad. Uh-huh. He is. I didn't I didn't combat you with that. I'm gonna let you know. I would love that. if he was my dad. Would you? Yeah. That'd I be guess, cool. I guess it'd be rad. So Black Sabbath in general. Uh <clears throat> let's just let's just let's just do a little bio on them. For sure. These young men, they were young men in 1970. They they got together in 68. Yep. Uh we got Tommy Iomi on the guitar. Who this all comes back Tommy. to it. That was Tony. I fucking I keep saying I'm dyslexic. Let's cut this <laughs> that out. That is not okay. I keep I kept writing Tommy. It's Tony Iomi. It's Anthony Iomi. I keep writing I kept writing Tommy just because I'm 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 I'll the tell big, you though. I'm the big R. I straight up second guessed myself. No, you're right. It's Tony Iomi. I had so but much respect. I was calling him Tommy Iomi. That's what I was calling him. <laughs> That's what I was calling him. <laughs> that sounds Italian. Well he is he is Italian. Let's bring it back. Yeah. His mother was born in Palermo, where my grandfather was born. Whoa. In Sicily. So we got a Sicilian on the guitar where he needs to be. Uh, Bill Ward on drums. Uh, Geezer Butler on bass. And he wrote most of the music. He was mm-hmm. the lyricist. Mm-hmm. And Ozzy Osbourne was the vocalist. So that's all I got, man. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think it's pretty impressive that Ozzy Osbourne stayed on as long as he did. Yeah, he was on until 79. Yeah, well, he took a brief break in 77. He was not on. Really? Yeah, yeah, that makes he, sense. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't, that break didn't last long, but then he was gone I'm again, surprised so. he's still alive. <laughs> Yo, so many people are dying, and I'm just like, what's Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy doing? holding on. <laughs> he's going to be like, uh, what's her name? The really, Betty White? Ozzy Osbourne is my Betty White. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that is 100% true. Um, so... I have some history written down of the Black Sabbath. I don't know if you have any history written down. I have a little bit, a little bit about where they grew up. What you got? How that where did they grow them. up at? Well, <clears throat> they grew up in Birmingham, <laughs> not Alabama, um, England. And mm-hmm. it was rough because it was following World War II. And um, actually, they were born like amidst World War II going on. And so um, Birmingham was had been bombed frequently and they were dealing with a lot of disaster really yeah they were dealing with a lot of disaster so imagine you know being a mother and a father bringing up babies in wartime that Mm -hmm. and and when the war is is at your front you're telling me they're so you're telling me they were boomers is that's all you're telling me right now don't classify them as they're boom they are okay but but don't give them that kind of name i mean i'm a millennial but don't call me that you act like one excuse me uh so they're often called the pioneers of heavy metal. This is kind of really the first metal album 
Like you can you can hear like the the beginnings of well, of, of heavy metal. Uh, yeah, no, for sure, I agree with that. And um, but we can't forget that they did their trial run with their first album. Yes, because this was their second album. But even before that, no, yeah, no, I'm saying for sure. But like their original, yeah. their first, you know, their yeah, first yeah, yeah. album was also like an intro to heavy metal, and they just like perfected it with Paranoid. Yes, I agree. Okay, just but I, but but even before that, they were in a band called Polka. Tulk, yeah, it was like a blues band. It was called Polka Tulk Blues Band, but I think it was. Like oh yeah, just what they, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was called Polka Tulk Blues Band. You're right, bro. Okay, but um, I can't read my own hair. I'm think sorry. That it wasn't that they were like. I think that was what they had named their band. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. changed their name, which I think is really cool. Well, and then good. they changed their name to Earth. Yeah, just and they Earth. Were Earth for a I while. I was kind of like, why didn't they keep that? But I get it. I know why. Number one, Ozzy Osbourne hated that name. And number two, there was another uh, UK band called Earth, and they were uh, mistaken for them a couple times. So people would come oh, see the other band, Earth, and they would want to see this other band, but it was actually Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> what a treat they got. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> so they changed the name. They finally changed it to uh, Black Sabbath after uh, uh, a movie, or a cinema was showing a movie called Black Sabbath in 63 across of their across their studio. And they were like, they were like, I think uh, Geezer Butler was like, why are people like paying to see movies that are scary? And they they decided they were going to be the musical equivalent of horror movies. Dang. That's basically the whole uh, thesis of the band and who they are. Because they're not like, they're not scary dudes, you know, they're not like. They're just pretending. They're in makeup and shit. Yeah. Like it's like it's all make believe. Um. So yeah, you know, that's all I got on their on their little bio. But it wouldn't be an episode of gastro traveling if we didn't inject eating into it and, and showing you a, a little taste of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we have our good friend, our 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 chef, our our trainer, our our every man, Angel Campos is here to to give us a treat of this delicious looking meal. I got so much shit on this table, I don't want to spill this drink. Here's my notes. Angel, how are you today, sir? Go you and you, Papa. I can't even speak for a second. Ugh. I'm doing all right, man. What? How's how's life treating you? Stressful. <laughs> doing too much. I'm sorry, man. But that's good. That is good. Yeah. You got to keep yourself a little busy. So, uh, what do we? What do I got in front of me? You and me, because I'm here too, guys. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Angel. You're gonna get school today, and I'm. This might be the first episode I listen to, so I can just <laughs> <laughs> just so I can see you're you gonna get to your own episode. What happened? <laughs> I, I'm not an egomaniac. Okay, all right, that's fine. You're gonna get school, and I'm in. I'm here for school. It. Me, that's my fine. My face is red. You're embarrassing me. No, that's school good. me. <laughs> also, I did all my research for this. From watching Sharon on The View. <gasps> oh, God. No, Kelly's How on The View. How did this even make it out? Wait, is this Sharon? I'm about to school your ass. No, Sharon's no, on she... the X-Files, X-Factor. No, X-Files. no, 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 Sharon no, no, no. is on The View. She's, she's on no, the Kelly's on The View. No, no, no. She's Sharon Osborne is on a daytime talk Kelly's show. on The View. No, she's there with Raven Simone and... Kelly. What about, and where, Whoopi Goldberg, right? What yeah, show Whoopi... is Kelly on? What? She was on The View. Regis and Kelly. No, <laughs> Kelly Osborne, the daughter. The daughter? She's washed. No one cares about her. <gasps> All right. 
That was rude. It was a little insensitive. All right, continue. Come on. I'm going to get schooled too. So you have a lovely, from top to bottom, you have a country. Oh, it's just the food. Okay. <laughs> so you have a country style uh, St. Louis rib, and it, it is huh. cast iron pants here. Like, I didn't take a picture of this. Did you take a picture of this? Yeah. I forgot. Let's live on air. We're gonna show you all the all the behind the scenes. Oh, for Insta of our Instagram. I this is actually the best looking plate. If I were you, I would take a picture of this one. Yeah, my plate because he gave me the best. Wait, so, give me a hot. So I'm gonna keep explaining this while you take pictures of that. So you have a country style St. Louis rib pan seared to perfection. Um, ette. then you have a beautiful gnocchi. What happened? My leg is trapped. Country, this is like the my fourth time. My leg is trapped. The fourth time I say wire. country. I can hear you. A country style rib from St. Louis. I Saint got Louis, it. It's, it's the cut. We, we can, uh, then we have. Uh, Are these what they call gnocchi? Gnocchi. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. You know what's funny? I hate that word. I hate that word. When you say it, it's really disgusting. For some reason, I still try to spell, uh, spell it with a K. Okay. Like, you know, like gnocchi. But no, I know it's I a G. It's know. a G. It's a G. I know it's a G, but I spell it with a K. Gnocchi. So the gnocchi was uh, beautifully sautéed in mushroom. You can mushroom. There's no mushroom in here. Onions and bacon okay. and deglazed with wine. Okay. Then we have a pho. A pho. Is it pho? Pho. If it's pho, it means fake. Yeah, but it's not really like. No, it, I got you. No, yeah. You F-A-U-X. can say pseudo. Yeah. But there's pseudo. people out there that, I, that I'm not allowed to say pseudo because I use it too much. Who? What? I Who says you I can't, can't say the I, word? I can't f- name drop. I can't name drop. But listen, it's a faux red pesto because it's not really a red. What does pesto. that mean? So it's inspiration of it gets it's it's a pesto. Yeah, it's not a true pesto. It's a faux pesto, but it's it's, it's inspired like, by pesto. But I take from the red pesto and Genovese pesto, which is like a creamier, cheesier pesto. Uh-huh. But this one uses cashews, pine nuts, red. I, I use sun dried tomatoes. Basil and sasson. Oh yes, it looks delicious. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a mess today. Let's all take a breath. Let's no, all no, take a breath together. I, I could, listeners, take a breath. I could tell you what happened. Let it out. I might be high off of tire fumes. That's fine, baby. Oh, I was cutting tires. That's why I'm kind of like buggy. <laughs> I might have like tire shrapnel in my I, mouth. I, I cut tires Everybody on says my to me, "Oh, Nelson, why do you always bring up that?" <laughs> Angel's Puerto Rican. The man was fucking cutting tires today. <laughs> was cutting tires. And I was starting to fire. Because um, I was using a... Yeah, don't worry about that. Oh, so why did Why I, did you pair this, yes, this yes, delicious yes, yes, meal yes. So, with... Okay. So, Mr. Osborne... Este, was getting interviewed, I think, about the album, per se. About and, this album? Per- yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was going to call it Walpargus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I got a little he, notes on that. And he pussied out. Because it was That's too, not, he didn't pussy out. He was too That's satanic. Not, no, the record label made them change it. They pussied out. Yes, someone, but he could have, you know, been like, "Hey, I'm gonna," but whatever, right? So to, I build it upon that. I'm yeah. like, well, you know, what it is, Walt Pargus, isn't it like the Devil's Christmas somewhere in May or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So off, but um. And then I looked into Satanism, and then <laughs> that's where the wormhole went, and then. What I still wanted to do pork, you know, war pigs. I still want to do a pork dish. That's sure. not going to change. Um, then I looked into more like, oh, what, what, what really is Satanism? Really, it's just indulging in love or your passions. Like, really, you just make like, it sounds so innocent. 
It is. I'm romanticizing it. It is. It is not about the devil. It's not about about the devil. It's about your. You are your own god. So I indulged in my love for food, and I went into the black book. I have a black book of recipe. It's not really recipes, but it's like food dishes that are very, very like nice. I've and I only do them like I was gonna fill the book up before I do anything, so I'm not allowed to do anything from that book until it's full. It's a this thick, and I'm like, so imagine it could be anywhere from 500 to 600 dishes. That does include desserts, entrees, amuse bouches. So it's anything food related. So we'll be selling that on on Patreon. uh, So this was one of it's a variation of one of the dishes in that black book. So it's a gnocchi and pork dish. With red pesto. It looks delicious. I'm going to take the first bite. You're good. I'm going to take a little gnocchi. Gnocchi. Make sure you get it with the red pesto because it's really like a balanced thing. You got to scoop it. It's like a, it's a very chunky, but it's not even a, I, I don't, I don't even like calling it pesto really. It definitely tastes like pesto. I mean, like the, the, the elements are there. The, the elements are there. It's really good. It's really, really good. I love. It's fresh. Like 20 minutes, like. From plate to from food processor. <laughs> Bro, I love gnocchi. Gnocchi. I'm going to tell you what I told Jay earlier. So the first time I made gnocchi was for a food competition when I was in high school. That We had to make, so boil the potato. Like I had to cool it and then mix it in with the flour. Follow the steps from gnocchi. St. Louis, don't eat the bone. I heard you crunch and I'm like, <laughs> don't eat the bone. There's bones in there. So... I like St. Louis. It's my favorite cut of like pork because it's like very porky besides bacon. But bacon's really not like a true pork because you cure it. So it loses some of, some of the love. It's very like meaty porky. Watch out for the bone. The, most I of the meats it. are out I'm here. I'm analyzing it. Okay. I'm not going to make I'm the same mistake you. Nelly did. Dude, tell me that ain't love. Lightly seasoned. Not too much going on because I really want the pork to come through. How do you do this in my kitchen? Well, I smoked it out. So... <laughs> It looks like a raven there. Bro, you know what it feels like? Eating this has the same, like, feeling as listening to Planet Caravan. Like, you're just, like, falling into the food. Like, you would fall into the music. I've not eaten yet, so... That was a profound thing. (laughs) You don't have to say anything else the rest of the episode. Before we started recording, Rob said that he he says a profound thing every episode. So (laughs) That's kind of narcissistic. I'm not going to say anything other than, you know, go listen back to his episodes and, and just, just make your own choice. Make your own opinion. <laughs> Angel, any more thoughts on Black Sabbath? Again, how is Ozzy still alive? I, it's I, incredible. It's the bad juice. No, was that, was that Kiss? No, it was, it was Ozzy. Okay, making sure. I think that's, oh, that's it. Thank you for stopping by. You're very welcome. I will see you again next week. Angel, thanks for blessing us with your presence. Oh, my God. You're very welcome. You are an incredible, talented chef. I'll see you next week. Oh, boy. Bye, Angel. Bye, Angel. What's up? Um, I think it's really impressive that heavy metal can begin with an album that was recorded in six days. It was recorded in six days? Six days. And they were working on it while they were on tour for their first. Oh, my God. Their first album. Yeah. So they knew their first album was shit. And that while they're shit? touring. Did you think they were shit? Uh, I mean, it wasn't their second album, but I mean, it was good. I mean, you can't go from shit to amazing yeah. in six days. Okay. So they have their tour and they're working on all of this music. And then as soon as they get back from their tour, 
they record in six days. They have a whole album. I mean, it's only eight songs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna send that into. Nobody cares who. about my opinion. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, so we we open up with the first song, "War Pigs" slash Luke's Wall. Uh, like Angel said before, it was originally going to be called Wall Pergies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also going to be the original name of the album. Yes. Uh, that's why the on the album cover, it is a man going to war. And they, 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 they took the pic, you know, they, they set everything up before they were changing the name. Uh, Jeezer Butler, who wrote the lyrics, explained, I wanted to write a song called Walpurgis. You know, the satanic form of Christmas. Write it about that Satan isn't a spiritual thing. It's warmongers. That's the real Satanists. All these people who are running the banks and the world and trying to get the working class to fight for them. Those are the real Satanists. I had a really hard time with that quote. Why? Because I understand the war is evil concept uh-huh. but to say that it's i don't know i mean this is controversial to talk about talk about listen to me okay say <laughs> your opinion and that's it that's fine it's i think okay. there are times when more is necessary and unavoidable okay and because sure. of that people are allowed to like what he said kind of takes <laughs> pride away from soldiers yes but i think they're specifically talking about the vietnam war they were. I mean, yes. And yes. I think that is that is all all the aggression and and, and, and you know what I'm talking like it's not about like you know nest like I I agree with you on that aspect of it, but they were talking about the Vietnam War. I mean, it seems pretty like I mean having it seemed like it was less about just the Vietnam War and more about wars in general. Yeah, like I know sure. that um, later on we see a song that focuses heavily on the vietnam war but i feel like and this was a direct directed at wars you know yeah no for sure but i think that was the most uh in the news and was the most fresh in everybody's minds was the vietnam war what a Um, sad war to yeah what a terrible thing that happened um but i think the opening of this song is 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 like a release of something like this slow like bass like the doom 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 you know what i'm talking about like it's Mm -hmm. like it's like it's like what did I write? It's this kind down? of like you're about to go into. It's like that that angst that you kind of feel mm-hmm. going into. I don't know something. I don't want to say I've like gone into war because I have never well, experienced no, like that, like the sirens you hear and like it's like it's like something's about to happen. That anxiety, yeah. It's like like, like you're going like you're going in a battle or something. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like to be mm-hmm. in this song. And I think it's a really cool way to open this album. Like you're going Absolutely. to war. Absolutely, it really puts the listener in a spot of like. Like this is, this is the real shit. Have you ever listened to the demo of this album and the original lyrics? They're way freaking cooler. I bet they are. I haven't listened. Let to me. Them. Let me. This is the first verse I wrote it down. It. I think. I think they're way, way cooler. Uh, the demo is just like it sounds gritty. It sounds like they recorded it on like dirt or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but witches gather at black masses, bodies burning in red ashes on the hill. The church in ruin is the scene of evil doing. It's a place for all bad sinners. Watch them eating dead rats innards. Whoa. Isn't that badass? 
That's yes. metal right there. But I guess they had to like change it so it wouldn't scare people as much as the. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what they were going for? Right? Yeah, but a that's horror like, movie album. That might be too much. Yeah, eating rats innards. That's very British. I don't know. <laughs> I know for sure. Oh my god, I have something about which one was it? Oh, I can't say it yet. I'll have to say it later. All right. Uh, and then the outro of this song is called Luke's Wall because why? You continue. Go ahead. Uh, because the roadie crew is two guys. Uh, Geoff Luke Lucas. Jeff. Is that how you oh, say it? Yes. Why is it spelled like, like Because that? it's like Sean. How there's like 14 ways but to spell Geoff, Sean. Yes, it's just Jeff. It's Geoff. Please don't insult the man. Uh, Jeff Lucas. They call him Luke. And Spock Wall. So it was called Luke's Wall. Live long and prosper. Because they were the roadies. Which I thought was cool. a cool shout out. Uh, something that doesn't happen anymore is is to the crew that they had. Mm-hmm. So that's that song. I really like that song. It's a great song. War Pigs. I think they should have kept. Second. I'm not done talking about it. That's fine. You can keep talking about it. I don't care. That's good. I've got my piece to share. Um, I do want to say I had my snippet earlier about how I think that war yeah. is a necessary evil. Sure. Um, but I do. I do definitely respect the attack at politicians and the bigger forces at play when it comes to wars Mm -hmm. that are not necessary and people have to deal with. I even think that the wars that are necessary and then like the people that fund both sides, that's who they're talking about. People that like give weapons to both sides. Mm -hmm. I think that is, is who the message is for. It's not for like even politicians that want to go to war for valid reasons. Right. (sighs) So that, that's my thoughts. I hear it. I Thank hear you. It. Thank you for hearing me. I feel validated. Good. That's good. Okay. Um, that's all I have for that one. Okay. Let's 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 hop on to the next song. Whoa, the album song. Paranoid, recorded in twenty five minutes, or written and recorded in twenty five minutes. You are shitting me. You didn't know that? No. They had okay. They had seven songs written, and the label's like. You ain't got enough music. You ain't got enough stuff to. You ain't, it's not enough for a whole record. So like, wow. okay, shit. So uh, uh, Tony Iommi like played this crazy rift or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's the rift of the song. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the way they wrote songs was very weird because then Ozzy would like sing the melody a little bit, and then he would say like a word or whatever, and then Geezer Butler would write the lyrics and. Um, Excuse me. It's like Geezer wrote this whole entire song. No, he's yeah, he's the poet of, yeah, of, of for sure. Black Sabbath. Um, <clears throat> they're written about by and about Geezer Butler. Uh, he didn't know the difference between depression and paranoia. That is like yeah, right. So the it is about depression, paranoid, mm-hmm. par- paranoid. Um. So yeah, what do you got? What do you got on paranoid? <laughs> um, I mean, I got some lyrics I really I just like. felt like, yeah, exactly. There are profound lyrics that I feel like <sighs> such a cry for help. And um, the fact that it's named Paranoid when he's talking about depression, I think um, it's kind of symbolic about how out of a headspace somebody with depression is. They're not, you know, thinking clearly. Mm, and, and, absolutely. And they know that. Randy, we play this a little bit. Just a little underneath. Um, but it was hard to hear where he says 
it's too late because it's kind of like, you know, it's hopeless. And again, you know, the whole theme of the album is very mm. dark. And um, yes. it just was like thinking about people in my life who have been through depression and hearing that mm. they really, they really do feel that way. And it's, it's, it's a real um, thing that people suffer with. And to be so convinced that there's nothing else better to live for is so tragic. I'm going to try not to cry, guys. I love this song. It's very cool. I like the lyrics. I need someone to show me the things in life that I can't find. I can't see the things that make the happiness. I must be blind. That shit is sad as fuck. You know what I was thinking? Um, yes. Thinking about like the soldier's perspective, because this album has a lot to do with wars. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, like the PTSD and depression that soldiers go through. I I know that uh, Geezer didn't necessarily write it for the perspective of, of PTSD. Yeah, but y- and, I, I got you, yeah. But I feel like that, like if I was a soldier thinking about myself in their shoes, listening to War Pigs, listening mm. then well, to this I, song. There's a specific song on this album that we'll talk about later that is about soldiers specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think... You know, I think this is this could be the whole anthem of, of a soldier. This whole this oh, yeah. whole album for sure. I love that you said that. I want to I wanted to uh, input real quick an mm. album that I think would be really cool to do. Uh, have you ever heard of Queen Strike? No. Oh my god, they they storytell in their albums from beginning to end. Sure, and it's gold. But it's good. It's it's heavy metal. Dope. Um, Geezer Butler did not want this song on the album because he thought it felt, he, he, he thought it sounded like too much like Led Zeppelin's, uh, communication breakdown. Did you do a little compare contrast? I did a little bit, but you can kind of hear like the speed of it and whatever. And yeah, but I don't know. Led Zeppelin has such a unique yeah, it, sound. It, I think I, I, I disagree with him, but I understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Because if I wrote a song that was similar to it, I don't know. I, I, I get it. But it's not something I, I would think about listening to both songs. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to this and be like, wow, this sounds a lot like Paranoid. Yeah. And uh, that's all I had to say about this song. Uh, if you had anything more to say about Paranoid. No, yeah, that was it. We have really similar <sighs> notes there, Nelly. It's like we went on the same websites. I don't know about that. I went pretty factual. So do, no, no, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm not saying you, I guess that did sound like I don't. I, <laughs> so listen, you do this every week, okay? I don't. I don't know. Uh, this next song is my favorite song. Oh, probably of all time. Not of Whoa, all time. It's oh. in my top ten of all time. Don't cry. I'm not gonna cry. But, it's not a crying song. No, but I mean, it is. It could be. I mean, yeah, I cry at music like this. It just makes me. It makes me want to go into a sensory deprivation chamber. Oh, my God. It makes me feel like I'm flying through space. Have you guys ever seen those laser light shows? Like in a planetarium? Yeah. No. Bro, are you serious? I've always wanted to. They used to do it at my <gasps> college. They did They did Pink Floyd, yes. Dark Side of the Moon. I've seen that one laser I'm light so show. I'm so mad I didn't go. Bro, the Museum of Arts and Sciences does them all the time. Let's fucking do we it, We have man. to do it. They do classic rock albums continuously. That's beautiful. It's so good, but this song, it's it's got like the 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 bongos. Oh, I love! It. I know it's my favorite. Oh my kind god, it's a vibe. classic rock music. It's well, in, an, in an interview I saw today, 
when I was doing research, uh, Geezer Butler said it's the perfect song to get stoned to. Accurate. And I agree. You can 100%. hear the Pink Floyd vibes in here. Oh, for sure. It, very, very Pink Floyd inspired. Uh-huh. But I, I, I so wish that they did more that they did more music like this because this is the good shit oh yeah because i could just i could play this on a loop for 10 hours to be honest i don't think this song has a place on this album no i agree with you it doesn't it doesn't belong no it's very meditative it's very dr strange-esque it's been described as a love song i can see that for sure between a spaceship and the stars whoa Mm -hmm. that's incredible I love that you said that. That's amazing. I know, right? I felt more connected to that song after I heard that. So this song, um, it sent me down a rabbit hole. This is the one. Oh, yeah, for sure. It sent me down the Django Reinhardt rabbit hole. Do you know about him? I don't. Enlighten me. Oh, you are. This is going to blow your mind. I'm excited. So uh, when Tony Iommi was 17 years old, mm-hmm. he uh, worked at a metal shop, metal factory, whatever. And on his last day of work, there was an accident. He lost... Two of his fingers, I forget which hand, but he lost two two of his fingers, and they told him he would never play the guitar ever again. So he was all depressed or whatever. And then the foreman of the shop came in and said, hey, listen to this music. He's like, I, I really don't, I'm not, not in the mood to listen to music. He's right. like, no, listen to this. And he was like, all right. And he really liked the music. And then he told him, this guy, Django Reinhardt, he was in a terrible fire. He lost the use of two of his fingers. And he was one of the most uh, influential guitarists pre-World War One. I got his whole biography here. No um, he was a gypsy. <laughs> I know that word is a little offensive nowadays, oh, but he was Romanian. Um, he was with his wife. Left hand? Who lost left hand? Tony. Okay. Uh, I, and I think it was opposite... Um, Django Reinhardt lost his right hand, his two fingers right here. Uh, they called him the three-fingered lightning because he was, f- like, crazy. with. Play some Django Reinhardt. I, I, you, you'd have to uh, probably go to YouTube for that because he's kind of older. But but um, there was a bad fire. The, um, a candle spilled over in his caravan. It was in a caravan. Okay, okay. I see uh, where this is going. Uh, and some cel- cel- celluloids. That were flammable, caught on fire, and there was a crazy fire. Him and his wife escaped, but he, he, he got badly burned on half of his body and lost the use. But listen to this guitar. It's incredibly fast. And he's got two fingers on, on the fretboard. Damn. It's incredible. Absolutely. So you can definitely see on the outro of this Planet Caravan song, you don't really see it on the rest of this album because this doesn't fit the heavy metal vibe, mm-hmm. but you can hear it on the outro of this song where... Tony Iommi is inspired from. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. So it's it's kind of incredible all these amazing artists that were forgotten through, through time, and um, it's amazing to me that like, I mean, even the um, drummer for I believe it's Def Leppard who is missing an arm. Yeah, how incredible that, that is! Crazy. When you have such a passion for something that you love, like nothing stops you. That's amazing, and that you're just that talented that that doesn't First, stop like, you. What a drummer! <laughs> and he's a badass drummer. Like no. his his solos are killer. <laughs> I when I found out that yeah. he would go out on a, in a cage. <laughs> did you know this? In a drum set in a cage, out on top of the audience, 
that's of amazing. A concert. And like they'd flip his ass around and shit. And he's like, you know, strapped and bolted down in his drum seat. And like, and he would just mm-hmm. rip, like rip it on that drum. So I know he had a lot of, lot more pedals that he mm-hmm. would, he would do, um, which makes sense. But that, yeah, I couldn't do that shit. I couldn't play with three arms. <laughs> <laughs> one drum, one arm for each drum. No, <laughs> I still can't. Suck. Um, but so after, after Tony Iommi heard about, Django and how crazy of a guitarist he was, he said, okay, I'm going to do it. He, he could have relearned how to play guitar with his other hand, right. but he said, fuck it. Uh, so he made like these thimbles for his fingers so he could push down. Like, cause like playing the guitar without the tips of your fingers is painful, I guess. Well, sure. So he created these thimbles and he put like leather over them so he could use it. But he had an issue of, uh, pressing down too hard and he, and he couldn't bend the strings like mm-hmm. to make different noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what he did was, um, he, he, he got, uh, what is it? What is it? Light gauge guitar strings and they didn't make them in the early seventies. So he put banjo strings on his guitar and that's how he was able to play. Wow. Isn't that insane? What an accommodation. So that is kind of that accident. A lot of people say is what created heavy metal because he also, he also, uh, tuned down the guitar like sometimes like three pitches down so he was more able to to bend the 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 strings because they were um what is the word they were they were slacking a little bit the the strings so the heavier the the sound the lower the sound the heavier the sound thus creating heavy metal by accident oh isn't that incredible It's like it was, I mean, I don't want to say he, you know, losing his fingers was meant to be, but like. It's kind of fake though. Bro. That that he had to change his playing style and it created this whole subgenre of music. Right? Like what an amazing thing to come out of something so awful. Uh, Yeah. That's exactly what he said. He disagrees that 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 accident (laughs) is what caused heavy metal. But (laughs) He doesn't want to take that kind of owner. What a humble (laughs) dude. (laughs) But he said he just wanted to sound like that, I guess. But I disagree. I don't think he's right. I just think he doesn't want to admit, but he did say that was a, a good thing came out of a, a bad thing from that accident. Um, but I think this 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 song really shows the talent of Black Sabbath. Like like everybody here is like crazy train. Oh yeah, or, the range. Like like just how much how how poetic the lyrics are, even though you can't really hear them because like the um, Ozzy Osbourne used something called a Leslie speaker which kind of made his voice sound like electric or whatever. So you can't really hear the lyrics, but they're like super poetic and like it makes you feel things. Another um, theory was that this song was, or not a theory, I would say somebody's interpretation of this song was Mm -hmm. that it was a journey after death, which I think it's like because the song is so much lighter and more peaceful than Mm -hmm. the other songs, it, um, yeah, that makes sense. Like the other songs are about a lot of death, war, terrible things and then you have this beautiful song amidst all of those just kind of like i like that if you if you think of paranoid more of like a like a concept album in a way that Mm -hmm. could be like the death is is that i i like that that's cool but this song um does have a spiritual successor in the song zeitgeist from their 2013 album 13 uh randy if you want to play that really quick it kind of sounds the same and there's a lyric that i like a lot that kind of uh, relates to the podcast uh astral engines in reverse i'm falling through the universe again 
Ugh. Which is like, because I don't know. I like it a lot. Yeah, also I like astral. that too. That kind of gave me gooseies. This is it Sold. right here. Sold. It's so good. Can we cut for a second? Yeah. I gotta grab my charger out of the phone. That's fine. Or out of the car. We're just gonna vibe to the song. Go for it. This came out in 2013. Bro. I love them. I don't know what the album cover looks like. I don't either. This is putting me in my feels right now. Sorry. That was good. But like, it's so weird that they had Dio in the band for a little bit. You know? It's just strange. Because it was a totally different band. Yeah. I think they went by the name Heaven and Hell. Like That sounds familiar. It was something... I don't know. I have no idea. Because Dio was in a band called Rainbow before he was in Black Sabbath. And then when Ozzy went on his own, like a, a guitarist from Dio's band went with him. That's so cool. They're all intermingling. Yeah. It it reminds me of, are we ever going to do, oh my God. Okay. Listen, I'm a Phil Collins addict. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, But (laughs) there's so much like from where he went from Genesis and then as his own artist and then the band, when he left Genesis, they became Mike and the Mechanics and it's all, it's just like this crazy trip and and then Peter Gabriel who became their singer then went and did his own thing and but like Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins were both founding members of Genesis. But like, yeah, that's cool. I really like Phil Collins. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I only know a couple of the songs. <sighs> God, I've got like every one of Into the Air of the Night and Tarzan. I am fighting you. That's all I know. I can't be. Are you kidding me? Bro, I don't know. How can he sing and play the drums at the same time? That's kind of incredible. He's very talented. I know, but that just like must be tough. To play any instrument and sing at the same time must be tough. I know. I used to. I I tried a few times. I I, I picked up the guitar. Yeah, but then you got to sing at the same time. Yeah, I've tried that. It's I'm, hard. I'm not, I'm not the best singer though. It's hard. Like, but even even not like even just doing the right timing and stuff is difficult. Mm-hmm. Does Ozzy Osbourne know how to play any musical instruments, or is he just a singer? I feel like I've seen him in the show, like pick up an instrument. But I can't remember. You ready? He was a cutie back in the day, though. I'm for real. You, hold up. We'll save it. Okay. Stop this music. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> you think Ozzy Osbourne was a cutie back in the day? Ozzy was a cutie no back in the day. Way. Are you kidding? One, okay, you're not a female and you're also not homosexual so i don't need you weighing in on i this. still know what a good guy looks good okay well i'm sorry why don't you pull up a picture of him from the album from, i know what he looks like from when he recorded i'll show him right here on the video he was like barely 30 years old and he was gorgeous he they were probably all young right yeah they were I mean, they were probably 30, but less than 30 when this came out because they were born in the 40s that's attractive to you that looks like a woman Okay, well, I don't like his hair. Jordan. That's a bad picture of him. What what year is that? 75. That's not the picture I saw. But, yeah. 
He was a cutie. I, I mean, if he if I gave him a haircut, he would look cute. Say seventy five again, so I can get that other recording. <laughs> seventy five. Thank you. I didn't say he was hot. Okay. That's not even good looking. I'm sorry. I think Tony Iommi was better looking with that mustache. Look yes. him up. Look him up. Yikes. Tony. Are you serious? No. He looks like a, like a straight. I'm just Freddie not Mercury. a mustache fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, is that supposed to be better? <laughs> he looks like a Freddie Mercury. Okay. Let's see what he looks like real quick. Anyways, Planet, Planet Caravan is my favorite song on this album, for sure. I really you like know, it. You I'm, know, I'm curious, though, if by saying that Planet Caravan is your favorite song on the album, if that kind of discounts you as a heavy metal fan. I'm not a heavy metal fan, I don't think. There we go. Okay, so my theory is valid. Yes, well, I like I like it. I just like I just like music that puts me in that like. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, you appreciate. Look at that, look at that man. Yeah, you don't like him? No. He looks like a heavy metalist. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh yeah, he does. No, he does. I don't like him. He is ugly. But you think Ozzy Osbourne's better looking? Okay, I think he aged better. Hands. I think he aged better than Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I'm sure of that. Ozzy Osbourne took a dive. They were all on drugs though. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? I'm surprised he. Does he have teeth? All of his teeth? Ozzy? How old is Ozzy now? I guess he'd be... He's 70-something. Um, nope, that's inaccurate. He's got to be 80-something. Or he's 80. not 80-something. No, 70s. I guess 70-something. Look him up. How old is he? No, you're right, because if he was born in 40, which I think he was born after 40, then I mean, he would be 60, 70, I bet you he was born 80. 46. So he'd be, he's between 70 and 80. Who, who do you want? I'll just tell Ozzy. you Ozzy. Uh, 1948, he is 72. Oh, ah, yeah, he's young. Stop that. I'm a smart guy. Okay. Anyways. Uh, Did we just say 72 is young? Uh, Tony is older by a year. Yeah, I think they all kind of knew each other from school or something, probably. That's usually what happens. Yeah, I mean, they grew up in the same town. So, By the way, Birmingham, England, mm. um, in 2013, was it? Um, oh, it's on my other page. Was number one, 2018, okay. number one for most unsafe city in the UK. Wow. And uh, 100%. And also. Have uh, you been there? No, because we chose to go to um, Manchester. Why am I blinking on that name? Manchester. Yeah, yeah. We, we chose to go to Manchester instead, which is also like number three on that list. Wow. Is there a safe city in. There's Yeah, there's four of them. Well, four of the safest, I will say. And we went to two of them. Edinburgh is the first okay. safest, which. I agree. It was beautiful there. All right. Um, and Brighton is on there. Brighton's beautiful. We went there. Bristol is on the safest. Do you know the song Brighton Rock by Queen? A hundred. That's yeah. so good. I yes. love that song. <laughs> All right. Uh, Iron Man yes. is the next song. Oh, yes. Has nothing to do with Tony Stark. Yes. Um, and I wanted to say, if you don't mind. I don't um, mind. It's not that. Yes, it absolutely Realize has nothing to do with Iron Man. From Marvel. Yes. However, I am finding striking similarities between Iron Man's character and the song. Okay. What are the what are the similarities? For example, this song involves like rejection and then revenge in a sense. And um okay. and like a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Well, Tony Stark felt heavily rejected by, who? by his father. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm not saying he was out for revenge or anything, but he definitely came up and proved his 
his father, we know. I mean, I don't want no spoilers here. We can talk. Listen, can we okay. talk Marvel? We can spoiler for the no. Avengers for the last ten years. <laughs> well, we know his father cared a lot about him, yes. but um, but from Tony's point of view as a child and growing up, he didn't feel that way, uh-huh. and so I feel like part of Tony's um like adult life, well, most of his adult life was just spent proving his father wrong. So in this revenge esque sort of way, without I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be stretching a little bit, but I, I love Tony Stark and Iron Man, so I just needed to, to connect the two songs. In the Avengers movie, he's wearing a Black t- black Sabbath t-shirt. Yes, he is. Uh, the, uh, Iron Man, the movie, is and the video game, is what and it showed me this song as, as a young boy. Really? I was like 12, yeah. It was the first time I heard the song. Was It was in the end credits of, Tony, of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But also in the video game, when he's escaping the cave mm-hmm. in the game, it started playing this song while you're killing all the fucking... Taliban or whatever, and they started playing the intro <laughs> like to the it. Ten rings in Endgame, or not? And yeah, in Endgame, when he but when he was gonna do the snap, you know, I mean, major spoiler, but when Iron Man had the gauntlet, mm-hmm. and when he before he said, you know, what he what we knew he was gonna say, they started playing the the music. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. I yes, saw the edit. Did. I saw the edit, but they never played the music. That's no, they did. No, they did. I literally, when I think of that scene, that's all I. That's all what I that's hear. Not no, it's wrong. I've seen that scene so many times. Are you serious? You're, I've seen the edit where they do that, and it's very cool. I don't think I've ever seen the edit, but it's, maybe I just put that in my head. It's not in it. There's definitely an edit of it. What he's talking about. I don't know if you because his final word is "I am Iron Man" and "I am Iron." Man. No, I know. So maybe my, you know what? But I my think mind probably you're supposed to think about it. that. No, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. You're just talking to an expert. All snooze. No, I know, and now <laughs> I feel ashamed because I also view myself as a Marvel expert. It's now, okay. Now it's just I'm a sad. movie. I just feel. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm gonna back up from that one. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, so it has nothing to do with it. Uh. This this Iron Man in this in this song is a lot more aggressive and violent for sure. Um, the, the reason this this song has the name Iron Man is when Ozzy first heard the intro that uh, Tony did, Tony Iommi did. He, he sound he said it sounds like a, a big iron bloke walking around. He said he was going to call it Iron Bloke and then changed his mind. Like thank God he changed his mind. Iron Bloke is so funny though. <laughs> yeah, it would take away so, from the value of the song for sure. But it's hilarious just to know that about the song is good. Iron Bloke. It does sound like an iron bloke walking around. Because <laughs> like a bloke is. I mean, they use the term as just a person, but when you think of like in Western culture, just think about describing someone as a bloke it's like so that. So it's because like watching the Osbournes and like knowing Ozzy's personality a little bit, you can hear him say, "Yes, <laughs> I died when I read that." It was good, but um, this song, there's like a story in this song where it's about this guy that goes to the future and he sees the apocalypse happening. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta travel back in time and tell him what happens." But he travels through a magnetic field, turns him to steel, mm-hmm. and then everybody makes fun of him. Don't take him seriously. They can't understand him. And he, it makes him angry. And he gets his revenge and he becomes the apocalypse that he saw in the future. Damn. Deeper. It, it goes even deeper. I think. I think this song is about like people that like people that are bullied or downtrodden or whatever. 
and like they they're daydreaming about maybe one day they get their own revenge. I think that's what the song is really about in a way, mm-hmm. just because you know, reading Geezer Butler's lyrics and stuff like that. I think that's the deeper meaning of this song. Is the nerds getting their revenge? But thoughts, feelings, emotions. So, no, yeah, I agree. I I I like that. Okay. Um, generalization of the song i feel like um i'm thinking about the last part of it about how it's like he's causing all this destruction around him Uh uh-huh and i'm gonna say something i feel like i shouldn't say say it no if you don't like it i'll edit it out it's it's like i don't know okay so in 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 that what you just said about um people being bullied and dealing with things like that growing up and then wanting, you know, their revenge. And then it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I no, don't what know. Do you how, mean? I don't know say how I'm trying to say what I'm saying. What are you trying to say? I'm, uh, so I don't know. Okay. For me. Yes. Just for me, not speaking for anybody else on this planet. Sure. Um, I always have been really good about blowing people off when like they're being jerks, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, not in a rude way, but like, taking the high road, so to speak. And so when I think about like people who are being bullied, so when you said nerds, I think that's what threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. People who are, no, it's okay. When people are being bullied or are the, see, I kind of see this as the person who, it, it, the, the, the guy who walks and then turns into steel and whatever. I feel like he is the bully. So hear me. Bullies are... You think he's the bully? Listen. Yeah. So bullies are created typically because they have faced some sort of trauma or mm. experience that has caused sure. them to act the way they do. Yeah. And so think about it from the song starts and he is dealing with all of those experiences and traumas and then boom, I'm a bully. I'm going to come back and F all your lives up because... It's giving me a lot of school shooter vibes. Exa- yes. That's what it, that's what sure. it makes me so, feel like. So, you're, so yes. But yes. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it does. Thanks. I appreciate your input. Same. Uh, are you, any any more thoughts, feelings, emotions on Iron Man? Um, it brings me back. It's really nostalgic for me. Yeah. My father, um, a huge classic rock and heavy metal fan. Cool. And so, um, my entire childhood, when I saw him every other weekend, was we were just rocking onto this and, um. Pink Floyd, Def Leppard, Led Zeppelin, you you know the list, and that's all we listen to. And this song used to crack me up. I used to laugh at this song because I thought it, the intro to me was just, I don't know what it was. I was a kid. Yeah, it does sound silly. Yeah, and I would just like would laugh at it, but my dad would play it on his guitar. He would play the intro, mm-hmm. and he would always like start it, but like he wouldn't tell me what he's doing. I would be able to guess it, and like he just got so excited when he saw that I knew songs cool. like that, and so that just warms my heart. This terrible song warms my heart. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, like for me, like I always thought of Tony Stark, Iron Man, when I heard the song. I right, never, so you're like I never equated ass. it to the, you know, him <laughs> destroying the earth and shit. I always heard the lyrics, and I was like, mm, that doesn't really sound like a guy <laughs> in armor saving the world. <laughs> like this is like this is some weird variant or something. Oh my god! <laughs> Shout out Loki, real quick. Yes. So both Lokis. <laughs> Yes. Uh, electric funeral. Yes. 
Wah, 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 wah. I mean, you can just feel like the. This the, is the one the that makes terror. Me, it makes me feel like I want to paint my my nails, nails black and, and just want to like go to a show and start headbanging to this song. Absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. That's what it is. It's literally like a world destroyed by bombs. Yeah, this that's is what I read. Very much like Cold War. Like everybody's worried that they're going to get nuked. This song is about being nuked, essentially. Yep. Um, I really like the part where it's kind of the chorus when they're saying electric funeral and it's like a high voice and a low voice saying at the same time I think that's so freaking cool we'll get to it in a minute in there it is cool but thoughts um, yeah I kind of actually went down a little rabbit hole with this not really about the it. song it's it's more about what one of the lyrics kind of led me in a direction um, at the end when it says evil souls fall to hell ever trapped in burning cells mm-hmm. and I kind of thought back to when I was thinking about war pig and the kind of like a little bit of offense I took to some of the lyrics and um, with this one when it said that the evil souls fall to hell I was kind of like is he saying that the soldiers who have fought in the war are these evil souls Mm -hmm. and then I was thinking about well I mean from a standpoint the Bible you know the commandments say thou shalt not kill but in wartime I know that the Bible says otherwise that it's it's not overlooked but it is not considered the same as murder Okay, and um, I actually found where uh, God was he was having somebody build a house for him right the house of God if you will sure and Nelson you're not into my story no you know it's built on a rock whatever right no listen to me he didn't let David build the house (laughs) David the one who fought Goliath right the king right the child yes he wanted he he David was like, I'll build this house for you. Was he a child when he was trying to build the house? No, he's an adult now. Okay. So after he <laughs> killed Goliath. I don't know where in the timeline we're at. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> bottom line, he wanted to build this house of God. Yes. And God said no. Okay. Why? And the only reason was because he had fought in war mm-hmm. and had blood on his hands. Damn. So he was still a child of God. God still accepted him as his own. He was still, you know, on the list of heaven, if you will. But he wasn't allowed to build this house of God because of something he had done. So there was consequence for serving in the war, uh-huh. but it wasn't equi- equating to murder, which okay. I thought was just interesting to think no, about. That's like, interesting for sure. I feel like a lot of soldiers probably deal with that, like thinking to yeah. themselves, I mean, spiritually, like where is my place? Cause I've dealt, you know, obviously they deal with all kinds of mm-hmm. like what's acceptable and what's not. And then trying to see like, am I still worthy? You know, like that's tough. I absolutely understand and agree what you're saying. And so then I'm just thinking back to the lyric, like evil people or the evil souls. I just hope, I don't know. It wasn't, I just don't want like all those evil souls to be considered all the soldiers. I don't know if that's how he meant it. That's how he read it. And I was offended. <laughs> I don't, um, that's not really what I got. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who the evil, evil souls are. Because I was trying to find, like, I know that he is very much against the, you know, like the the butthole politicians and yeah. everything else. So I was, like, trying to see 
Is he just talking about them? Is he talking about like just the evil souls? Just the people? I think he's just talking about like judgment, the second coming, and right. whoever's judged goes to hell. Yeah, I think that's who he's talking about. Right, but in this, in the theme of the whole song, when it's it's clear that it's how about this? How about the people that die from the nuclear holocaust? Right. Yeah. Then they're judged, and the bad ones go to hell. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm down with the umbrella. Okay. Electric Funeral. What a badass name for a song. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. So That's all I got in that song. What, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. So it's next song, Hands of Doom. Yeah. What Ouch. Do you, what do you think? It's a cool name. Yeah, it's a hard song. It's about addiction. It just sounds so cool. It it almost doesn't fit on the album because it's kind of it's more chill than the other songs. Yeah, but lyrically it's not. Yeah, I I agree. But, but it's it fits somewhere between Planet Caravan and you know like Iron Man or something. I don't know. But to it, me, it, it's on par with like paranoid. Well, then it gets heavy like that. But this song, the subject of this song, Randy, if you could lower this a little bit, thank you, I appreciate it so much. The subject of this song is uh, Vietnam vets that were over in Vietnam, and they got addicted to heroin and opium and all these different kinds of drugs. And they came back to America and brought those addictions with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they learned this terrible s- secret, I guess, is that uh, Black Sabbath was playing at a an American base in Germany. Um, on like I guess a USO tour or something. I don't know if they had that back then, but I guess it wouldn't be USO because they're British. But I don't know. They were they mm-hmm. were playing for the 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 um, they called it a halfway house for soldiers coming back from Vietnam where they, they would go to Germany. I don't know what would happen there. And then they would go back home. Um, but that's when the, they were talking to the soldiers or whatever. And they learned of a lot of them have addictions to terrible drugs <laughs> because like it's, it's so tough seeing all that, all that stuff. Horror. Yeah. And, and, and there was some horror. That happened in Vietnam, the whole napalm shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It would be tough to see, especially if you don't have the internet back then. Yeah. <laughs> Ten times the amount of napalm. Can you stop? Ten times the amount of na- napalm uh-huh. was used in the Vietnam War compared to the Korean War and wow. um, another war combined. Yeah, like ten times. Why? I, I wonder. I, The U.S. just, I mean, we took it and we ran with it. I mean, what is the U.S. good for if not that? Sure. But I mean, it's it's what's crazy to me is that it what it's it was considered an acceptable weapon. Uh huh. I mean, it's literally just acid eating people alive. Yeah, it's not fun. No, it's yeah. Like I was reading something that described it like as if it was on your arm and you took your arm, you went to go like smother it with your hand because they said smothering was the only way to put it out. But you like dragged your hand that 
then everything you just then touched would <laughs> then be just <sighs> yeah inflamed. Fuck and, that. Yeah, and it's like you, there's no way out of that. Like you, you don't come back from that. <laughs> no, that sounds awful. The only thing that ever good came out of the Vietnam War was music because and. a lot of music was inspired by how bad the Vietnam War was. Absolutely. I was going to say also Forrest Gump. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene in Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. You're going to tell me that that one scene has nothing to do with the rest of his life? <laughs> Come on. Have you even seen the movie? I've seen that movie and I hate Jenny. I have mixed feelings about Jenny. She gave him AIDS. Is that confirmed? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that's I read true. Online. I don't think that's accurate. They had they had a child, an AIDS baby. All right, continue. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's controversial. <laughs> Let's not talk about AIDS right now. That's a good movie, though. 100. percent It's a good movie. There was a sequel I heard of that movie that was going to come out, and it was like they submitted it on September 10th. 2001 <laughs> and that's why it got it, overlooked <laughs> it got overlooked <laughs> yeah so wow um that timing that's all i have on on hands of doom it's a really cool name uh don't do drugs it's a sad song something i want to talk about that i'm not i don't really have a place to talk about it. i didn't put it somewhere but i wrote it down that um Tony Iommi, this all this Black Sabbath, they're they're Satanists or whatever. They're not. Yeah. They're not. A couple years ago, I, I didn't write down what year, but Tony Iommi was a was a good Catholic boy because he's Italian, you know, they're Catholic, whatever. <laughs> he wrote a song, and you can hear it. It's called "How Good It Is," and the lyrics were inspired by Psalms one thirty three, mm. uh, and it's got like the um, Birmingham Cathedral Choir doing like the 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 lyrics or whatever and it's him playing guitar it's pretty sick wow so you can hear like he, he made the song for a church so he's not of the devil <laughs> it was just you know, i think that the whole concept like paranoid and with the war pigs and everything and like you know the satanic christmas is like the opposite like they're doing this kind of mm-hmm. this album to put in light the tragedies and and evilness of war and and uh and that but i feel like and, and in doing that they're admitting that they're they're not that way yeah and i think a lot of the stuff they did on stage was just for stage oh, like for just sure. for the show me? like because people crazy ass. people see it and think they're doing like spells or bullshit yeah. or whatever uh-huh. and and that's what is so frustrating about people that just see just see it and they Face don't understand value. it mm-hmm. and they won't let their kids listen to it because they think that they're going to indoctrinate their kids and start worshiping the devil and shit and it's it's, yeah. it's it's terrible because it's all it's this it's 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 exactly the same like watching a movie it's mm-hmm. in this it's for me it's in the same category of you're watching friday the 13th or you listen to black sabbath it's it's, it's, it's just it's horror sure but it's 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 an entertainment yeah that's my official take. I mean, in the lyrics, like, I mean, you can't discount that. It's not, it's not like saying, I, I don't even want to say the words I was saying. It's not like it's worshiping Satan, like lyrically, you know what I mean? It's not like it's verbally coming out as like, this is evil. I don't know. Like it, to me, it's just bringing awareness to 
mental health issues to mm. real real world problems that people deal with. Yes. And that's a good thing. <laughs> so yeah, Oliver, I'm going to get him a, a Black Sabbath teacher. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Pentagram and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's all I got in that song. Can we talk about rat salad? Yeah, let's talk about rat salad for a minute. What are your thoughts on rat salad? Are you kidding me? What aren't my thoughts? I don't know. Do you know that, or you probably do, um, that this song stemmed from because they would have these massively long sets in mm. England and there would be straight 45 minute drum solos. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's so awesome though. I know. And it That's probably flies so by. Awesome. You think 45 minutes sounds like a long time, but when you're in it and like you're in that zone. Could you imagine hitting the drum for 45 minutes? That's, that's, that's taking a lot out of you. Yeah. That's insane. But it's called rat salad. It's, it's, they wanted to incorporate the solos into the album, mm-hmm. which is interesting. There's no lyrics or anything. It's just Bill Ward playing the drums. It's just talent, pure talent. And it's just them vibing together without Ozzy. <laughs> I mean, do you really need him? They didn't need him for a long time after he left. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say they were the same, but they still sounded good. I mean, because they had everybody else. Because, like, sure. like, because... Ozzy was just kind of the face and the voice of it. He didn't write any lyrics. He didn't play mm-hmm. any music. He just kind of was Black Sabbath. Whoa. The Prince of Darkness. Okay. So, Dio tried to replicate it. He was good, but he wasn't Ozzy. Mm-mm. I like Dio, though. Rat salad. What else have we got to say about rat salad? What is a rat salad? I envision a rat salad as a really shitty... <laughs> do you think it's like a rat king? Like, do you know what a rat king is? Yeah. When all their tails are tangled together and they're all stuck together, and that's called a rat king. I did not know that. It's very disgusting. Why do you know that? I had a friend that was really into rats. Excuse me? Who's his friend? <laughs> I don't guy, want I don't want guy from work. <laughs> yeah, okay. He loved rats. Wait, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And a, so and a rat king. A rat king is uh, just a bundle of rats. It's a rat salad. So do you think you think rat king and rat salad are synonymous? If I had to take a guess, yes. But I looked I looked it up. I couldn't figure out what a rat salad was. I just was. think, like, it's kind of just saying, like, a you know, here's this shit in a bowl. You know, like. I think I agree. But not insulting their music value. Just like that it's a mix of things that's, and rats are, you know. Horror, like, come on, say the theme. Yes. Okay. And then we come to the last song. Jack the Stripper. Jack the Stripper slash Fairies Wear Boots. boots. So I kind of looked up who Jack the Stripper was because it was an actual person. Do you know this? Huh? Do you know this? Yeah. Who was Jack the Stripper? You go. So Jack the Stripper was a serial killer in the 60s. Who was named after, obviously, Jack, Jack the, the Ripper. Ripper. Uh, but he would murder prostitutes and take off their clothes. And he was called Jack the Stripper. I have no idea why it's called the the intro is called Jack the Stripper. But, um, yeah, I tried to find that. They never found him. Um, but you know what? I, I am curious, though. I wonder if Jack... I don't know what he looked like. Do you? Jack the Stripper? Yeah. No, because they they there was like a uh, like a police sketch of him or whatever but there was never really confirmed who it was 
Okay. Why? Because I wonder. Oh my god. He looks like a dweeb. Bro, he's terrifying. <laughs> uh, he looks like the hunchback in Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you. Okay. No, you go. You go. Well, I was trying to figure out like. Did they just name it Jack the Stripper as like a joke for Jack the Ripper? Or was it because of the serial killer? And I, I when I researched it, because it happened in 64, 65 in London. Mm-hmm. Like they found the women in uh, the River Thames. Mm-hmm. So Thames. what is it? Thames. H is silent. I'm stupid. So No, you're not. I mean, how would you know? It's English. I just read it. Our English, TH is... That's why, that's why I say a lot of words wrong because I never hear them. I just... Like... You Tony, know, we have I, different vocabularies. To, what? We have auditory vocabularies, mm-hmm. verbal vocabularies, visual vocabularies. Tony Iomi. I had to like watch a YouTube video of how his name's pronounced. I, I still got it respect wrong, you that you did that. I didn't want to say some people won't do that. Um anyways, I was trying to figure out if 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 that was what inspired them to <laughs> to write <laughs> what? Tommy Iomi. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what I thought it was. Um, but I was trying, and I, I really think that's what made them name the intro Jack the Stripper was the serial killer because he was in the news and stuff and they couldn't catch him or whatever. But Yeah, and um, it's been said by um, Geezer himself that this song was from a bad encounter with skinheads. Were you going to say you think he maybe was a skinhead? Yeah, maybe he had some sort of like resemblance to or they knew something about him that we don't necessarily know right now. Maybe. But um, the second part of the song is called Fairies Wear Boots, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so awesome. Because I guess because they had long hair and they were like rockers or whatever, the skinheads, Mm -hmm. which were not the skinheads we know today. The skinheads back in the 60s were not racist. They were just punks and anarchists and, and, and mm-hmm. nothing to do with race. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, politics got involved and, and people adapted that look to whatever. I don't know. I think it's a cool look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's a cool look. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know about that. I just want to shave my head, all right? No, Nelson, please. Um, But... They were they Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Geezer Butler had an encounter after one of their shows with skinheads, and um, just decided to call them fairies because because boots they wear boots skinheads. You know, I do wonder because they also said before they said that on a documentary to confirm it, there was also Geezer had also said though that they were just getting stoned in a park. And they saw fairies running around with boots. Oh on. my god! So, <laughs> so I wonder though if they both happened. You know, like so they had they saw these fairies walking around with boots, and then it was like an inside joke. They saw these skinheads, bad encounter, fairies walking around in boots. <laughs> They're just like, oh, those dumbasses. I don't know. <laughs> I might be reaching, but well, I think fairies were just to de- demasculate them a little bit. <laughs> but that could be it. They were on drugs. And well, they no, saw I think that it works. No, they said that 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 happened. I mean, I don't know. They said that happened, but then they said that. What they kind saw, of drugs were they on? It said they were smoking marijuana, and there's I was no like, way. "What?" I know. I thought to myself, "I." There's I mean, no way they were on. First off, look at them. Right. Second off. <laughs> second off. First-hand encounters with weed. Yeah, I don't see shit. Yeah, it was. It was. It was weird, but that's what they said. And then he even argued. He said he even said that that the skinheads thing wasn't 
wasn't from wasn't what inspired the song. But really? then he went back and said that it was. It was like this flip flop. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I thought it was weird. Um the <laughs> Tony Iommi said in an interview, we smoked a lot of dope, so that might be why some of the lyrics are a bit unusual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean dope is code for a few things, I think. Well, that's all the drugs, I think. Yeah. They were they were on all kinds of drugs back to what you said about how the fairies like taking away their masculinity mm-hmm. the skinheads back i love that because yeah skinheads need to place we should be calling them fairies but it also made me think about the one time i called um my late husband a foot fairy because he played <laughs> soccer <laughs> i think fairy is just a fun insult that's so because like when you think of a fairy they're just like floating He's around such a fairy yeah rob was a fairy <laughs> Um, so the outro of this song, which is the outro of the album, is just like mind melting because it's got like that. I don't know. It's just it's it's too intense for me to 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 vibe to. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it's a great ending though to the album. Are you kidding me? It's wonderful. Yeah, you got it. I mean, this whole album is hard, and so it gives you that extra space and time. To process the whole album. Because, you know, everyone sits down and listens to the whole album through. Because it's like a book, right? Yes. Okay. Making sure. I got to tell you guys this. Um, back in 72, apparently the group spent over $75,000 on just cocaine. Hell yeah. Party. Hell yeah. Is that in today's money or in 72 money? Uh, I'm guessing 72 money. That's a lot of That's a I don't lot know. Wait, when was that Jesus article Christ. written? Because pro- they probably changed it. Uh, 2015. I would imagine that means today's money. Because if they said, like, they spent this much money, they wouldn't tell us in that term. They would tell us in current You're terms. probably right. But still, it's fucking a lot of money. No, re- yeah, no, that's a lot of money. In cocaine? <laughs> Coquina? Apparently, they did a lot of coke. That could be the dope they're talking about. Because uh, right here, they said they had uh, private planes flown out to them just so they can get some fancy that's coke. Baller. Baller, that's baller. That's illegal. Who care? Fuck it was the baller law. back then. Fuck twelve. Um. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> but watching like the Osbournes and stuff, and, and like Ozzy was trying to warn his son not to take drugs, mm-hmm. and like if there's anybody Whoop. you listen to is Ozzy Osbourne, and you can see the effects of drugs because he's not all there. He is not coherent in the slightest. So that was a that was an episode. That was that was that was Black Sabbath, paranoid with a delicious pig chop, yeah, pig rib, whatever. So Thank you for coming on. I hope it's not my last one, Nelly. I had fun. We'll see. We'll see what the reception is. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, uh, but it's it's finally it's good that you've gotten over Rob and you were you were able to yeah, come I can out finally of finally move you, on. You took off your black veil. Yeah, and you were able to uh, come out of mourning to come on this episode. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to walk back here and just feel his presence <laughs> in the room. It's like he's here right now. <laughs> God, it's like I can see him. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, Horse House. <clears throat> I'm about it. Yeah, she's check, out, check fa- out my friend Tristan Horse. She's the his, biggest fan of Tristan Horse and the, the Horse, Horse House. House. I'm the biggest fan. She's the president uh, of the fan That's actually my favorite podcast. 
This is Gastro Traveling. Uh, thank you for listening and watching, and, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.